Our Old Testament lesson comes to us from the prophet Isaiah in the 43rd chapter. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to the church today. But now, thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I will bring your offspring. I, will, I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This, too, is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Glorious God. When Jesus was baptized for your healing mission, the heavens opened in a flash of glory as vision and voice blazed upon the waters. May your spirit so burn in us that we hear your word translated into the deed and follow Jesus in paths of righteousness, right relationship, and peace. Amen. Well, this Sunday, the church celebrates the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. Three weeks ago, we celebrated Christ's birth, and now we find him, a grown man of about 30, starting his active ministry. Before he begins to preach and teach and heal and proclaim the good news of God's forgiveness, Jesus visits his cousin John in the wilderness to be baptized. As Advent unfolded with its prophecies of a grand, universal, cosmic event of the Savior coming to earth, we were primed to expect something huge, something spectacular, right? The heavens burst open, choirs of angels, fascinating magi following a star from faraway lands. But what comes of all of that expectation? Does life just go back to normal? I mean, what does normal mean for we who trust that God came to earth? Our expectation of the spectacular arrival of a Savior means that we are among those gathered on the banks of the Jordan River 
As Luke describes in the reading that Cindy shared with us, people filled with expectation. They too were primed by John the baptizer to expect something huge. He told them all flesh would soon see the salvation of God. The mountains would be brought low. The valleys lifted up. They were ready, filled with expectation. They all lined up to be baptized into this hope, to be part of what was coming. They entered the river with its restless waters, one by one, to be baptized by John. The line of people flowed from the river and wound up the bank, body after body after body, each with some hope, some past experiences that motivated them to this moment of waiting with desires, longings, fears, doubts, desperation, beating hearts, aching feet, body after body, and at the end of the line, Jesus, the long-expected Savior, not yet noticed. Imagine that in this long tradition of baptism of which we are a part and this long tradition of hoping for our Savior to come to be among us and change things, change the world with, with all of its heartbreaks and disappointments, change us with our worries and our hurts and our fears into trusting people at peace within ourselves, at peace within creation, there in this long line, standing among all of our hopes and longings as we wait to enter the waters of baptism is at the back, Jesus, our Savior, perhaps unnoticed, waiting with us. There's something so sweet, I think, about this image of Jesus standing at the back of the line and nobody knows who he is and he's the one that they have been longing for and have so many expectations about what he means for them. There's something also, I think, so frustrating about that. Go to work, man. You are the Savior. We need you to get busy. Get to the front of the line and get to it. Luke says quite simply that everyone, that after everyone had been baptized, Jesus was baptized. There's no conversation between he and John. He passed through the waters. Nothing changed. He was back on dry land praying when yet again the curtains separating heaven from earth parts and the beautiful Holy Spirit comes down upon him in the form like a dove. And a voice from heaven says to him, You are my son, the beloved. And with you I am well pleased. But who knows if anyone else saw or heard what he saw and heard. It doesn't matter. Because the word was for Jesus. And the baptism led to the assurance from heaven that he was God's son. He was the beloved with him God was well pleased. For those of us amongst the crowd waiting for our Savior, here is the moment of truth. 
And we have it on faith that this guy who stood at the end of the line and went through the whole baptism thing, just like the rest of us, and went on to pray as we do, was also the Son of God. Our confidence in this comes by faith. Jesus' confidence that he was indeed to start out on a journey to save the world came with a dove and a voice from heaven. We have huge hopes for big changes in the world when the Savior comes. We also have deeply personal longings, personal pains that need healing, things that only God knows. We are a people filled with expectations. And whether it's comforting or frustrating, our hopes and fears of all of the years are met in Jesus. He's the one. He's the only one we got. He's the Savior, and the Gospels are his story. Jesus is God in flesh. The one waiting in line for his baptism and praying by the river is also the one who set the sun to blaze in the sky and set the stars in heaven. He's the one who created life out of a garden and made humanity in his image. He's the one who put breath into our body and promised to never curse or destroy the earth, but only to be our God forever. He is Alpha and Omega, and he is Jesus, the man from Nazareth, who went unnoticed by most people on earth, even as his life's work was their salvation. In Jesus Christ is the power, the great power of the Creator God made personal, intimate, present with us. The power of our hope for change in the world comes in God's demonstration of solidarity with us through Jesus, and that changes everything. God is with us. The prophecy from Isaiah says it best, that the way that Jesus is in the Gospels is the way that God promised to be. Long before Jesus passed through the river with those people and was bathed by John in all of the longings of the world, Isaiah said that this is exactly what we should expect of God. Thus says the Lord, he who created you, members of Christ Lutheran Church, he who formed you, child, who feels unloved and afraid, thus says the Lord, do not fear, for I have saved you. I've called you by my name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I don't think that we can hear this assurance too much. This is what Jesus shows as he passes through the waters. If I am here with you in this river, for this baptism of hope like you, then you can be sure that I am going to be with you when you walk through the wildfires of life. 
you're mine, and you will never walk alone. Joe Allen and his three-year-old daughter, Olivia, were among the thousands of residents forced to flee from the town of Paradise, California, as a wildfire who claimed the lives of at least 86 people ripped through the town with almost no warning. Joe captured on video the hellish nightmare that they drove through on his cell phone camera running even as he began to think that they would not make it out alive. Joe's wife, Whitney, was in another car with their eight-month-old daughter, Jordan. Outside their car, it was almost as black as night because of the smoke. Pillars of fire burst all around them, licking the car. Embers rained down on them, and at one point, all of the sudden, right in front of them appears the lights of first responders. Joe swerves out of the way just in time as they rush into the fires. It looks like unimaginable chaos and terror when from the back seat comes Olivia's small toddler voice. I can just hear it now. She says, there's so much fire here. We're going to get on fire. She tells her daddy as he's navigating the hellscape, unable to see even inches in front of them. Joe responds in a voice as sure and as calm as if they were just driving to daycare. Hey, guess what? We're not going to catch on fire. Joe promised his daughter, panning his camera, showing the massive flames on both sides of the road, wrapping around the car. We're going to stay away from it. We're going to be just fine, okay? We're doing all right. Olivia says warily, oh, okay. And Joe said later that he doubted at the time that they really would be okay. The fire was the deadliest in the U.S. in the last 100 years. I can't see mom, Olivia tells her daddy. We should go back home. Joe says, we're going to get out, okay? We're going to leave. And then he sings to his daughter, baby, it'll be all right. And the flames come closer. I'm going to stay away from it, okay? The sounds of sirens blare. Joe swears to himself when all of a sudden, flashing lights ahead signal the way. And just like that, the smoke lifts. The flames fade. They've made it. Look, we're past it. We're out of it. Olivia cheers. Yay, you did it. You did it. Joe says, we did it together as he accelerates to catch up with his wife and baby. I will be with you, God says to us. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. The voice of God comes to us like Joe comforting and reassuring his young daughter, even as the flames come closer. That flame shall not get you. We're going to stay away from it. We'll be just fine, okay? Okay? This is how it is. This is how God is to us. Because God tells us, you are precious in my sight, okay? I love you. It'll be all right. Knowing that God has been with us all of this way, 
we shall be confident that God is with us now and will never leave us. Jesus has seen our hopes. He knows what it is to bring all of this longing and faith and doubt into the waters of baptism. Just imagine how much he heard standing in that line. All those prayers that God has been hearing since the beginning of time. And now he stands as one of us. Knows what it's like. Overhears the searching human questions. Overhears how we talk and laugh and cry. He knows what it is to stand in the waters as they push and pull us. And to look into an uncertain future sure of this alone. We belong to God who will never leave us. And everything, every single thing will be all right. Thus saith the Lord, you are precious in my sight. You are honored. I love you. Thus saith the Lord, y'all are my children, the beloved, and with you I am well pleased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.